0: continue today talking about staying positive, staying strong under pressure uh, and I think there's no one you could not want to look at and discover this reality than the Apostle Paul. He was an amazing individual that when he accepted the call and when he on the road to Damascus and Jesus revealed himself to him, his whole life turned upside down. It was an amazing journey that we get to see this work of God transitioning in his life. And here we get to read a little bit about Paul's understanding of what that looks like and how to move through it. So we're going to talk about how to stay positive or staying positive under pressure. And we read uh, just a few weeks ago in John 16, just as Jesus speaking, and he said these things. And he said, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This word tribulation speaks about a pressure, that a, an opposition of such. In fact, it speaks about having the act of pressing, of being compressed, and we spoke about this pressing grapes together, uh, the stress and strain of life and challenges that are amongst us. So we're going to be encouraged that we learn that there are physical stresses and there are spiritual stresses. We, we just heard before then 2 Corinthians 4.12, so physical death is actively at work in us, this is what Paul is saying, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. And Paul is saying that what is happening in us may feel like it is a, a physical death, but we know that God's ultimate goal is to bring spiritual life into your lives. And so this really ships, shapes our, our thinking around pressure, and and times of trial and distress. So Paul has really got this great, amazing outlook on life. Stress, we, we focused the other week on, is defined as any change that causes physical, emotional, or psychological strain. Well, we're all under pressure at times, as we've said. I think we can't avoid that. Being alive means that we experience pressure. And you can tell the level of maturity often at times in that pressure uh, that we get to experience because of the years in which we've understood God guiding and leading us. We talked about how our identity is pivotal to trusting God in the midst of difficult situations. So we looked at the presence of identity, the position, and also the personal identity. That's a few weeks ago, and I would encourage you to look at that. Here's a chart. Now this chart is an interesting uh, chart. If you just want to have a look at this one, this one is the where we have uh, I read this. I don't know where I've got this from. it's, uh, it's come up not too bad. Uh, I've had this probably over 15 years or so, and I, I can't give you the source. I don't know. But it's a great way just to look at some of the challenges that we experience. You've got the focus, the discipline, the test the trial and the temptation. I won't go through it all, but just if you look at this. Okay, the focus is from, where well, we look at discipline, it's from the Lord. If it's a test and trial, well, it could be from the Lord, uh, the world, or Satan. And then we've got temptation, which is from the devil. So it just breaks it up. It's a great little chart to look at when you're going through some things going, okay, hey, is this a discipline right now? Is this God wanting to 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 get my attention. We heard of that story just a little bit before. What are you saying to me, Lord? What are you trying to do? Is this a test? Is this a test in my life right now? This difficult situation, this pressure pot right now, is it a test and a trial? Or is it simply a temptation? And so I know we don't often think in in terms of of every line and dot and box, but it's a great little picture of, of a chart just to think about some of these things. Uh, I'll I'll read one more out. It says, do not. So under the discipline, it says, make light of it. Do not, under the test and trial, shrink back. And do not, under temptation, fall into temptation. And so it's a great little chart there just to encourage you when we're understanding the difficulties or the challenges that we are working with. In 2 Corinthians 11, this is what Paul says. He says, I have uh, been in labour and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and, exp- and in exposure. And apart from such external things, there is so all these other things that are going on in my life, Paul says, there's this daily pressure on me of the concern for, for all the churches. So, as much as Paul was seeking to follow the Lord, like we are seeking to follow the Lord, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. There are times that things come against us and buffet us, things that we don't like, things that that don't make sense. And we need to understand that I think it's a true sense of where God gets the glory out of that. So when we are not 100%, when we're not feeling our best, that still God can be glorified in that. It's a really weird, bizarre thinking. But Paul doesn't shy away from that. In fact, Paul's really clear about what this means and what it looks like. In the last nine chapters of Acts, and I'll just skim through them just over the last few days, we see it presents an action-packed account of Paul's life. Paul followed, uh, we, we followed Paul in his imprisonment by the two <coughs> excuse me, Roman governors and the harrowing ship, our journey from, uh, for the trial for Rome. After the conflicts of Philippi and Ephesus, Paul receives threat of imprisonment, imprisonment, of death, uh, and indeed having two attempts to actually take his life. So we're going to read and what we just read highlights the fact that Paul wasn't talking on a surface level that life is really easy. He was actually highlighting that it was very, very difficult. Paul is taken into the custody of the Roman government and a lawsuit was brought against him uh, which again proves false not it leads to his execution so can I just encourage you friends that in this season in our own seasons that there are things that we're not going to understand we're not going to have clarity about but can I encourage you that we can stay positive under pressure when we know that God is with us even though we're not understanding the fullness of the moment right now In one Peter four twelve, Peter says this: "Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial that you, are, which you are facing, as though there was some strange thing happening to you." So even Peter's on board with this sense that as we followers of Jesus Christ, it's really easy just to have the feel good message and gospel message that is is a feel good gospel message, but the reality is. That we're not here just to experience feel good. Jesus hasn't called us and saved us so that we can just enjoy or in fact even escape dodge and just think about heaven. Heaven is our promise. It is there for us. And sometimes we want to go straight there and miss everything in between. But Jesus doesn't want to do that with us. And we read in the New Testament and those who are part of the New Testament and the story and the mega narrative of this Old Testament, New Testament, is that God wants us uh, in relationship with Him, no matter what happens and no matter the ugly and the not so nice and the uncomfortable and the pressure and stressful moments of life, God says that I will be with you in that. It's a wonderful promise. We looked at last week how James said that um, consider it all joy, amazing joy. So we learn that God moulds us and He makes us And he helps us to shape us into becoming more like Jesus. What moulds us most is not the the good times, not the easy times, not the the sunny days when we can get out and just enjoy life. They're they're good to do, but they don't mould us. What moulds us and shapes us is is the things of life that don't make sense. When we just go, where are you in this, God? I'm not really sure. And we heard just before how Paul even identified the fact that I don't know what to do in this situation. But Paul made this one resolve in his heart that whatever I'm going to do, whatever's going to happen, whatever this this life that God has called me to live, I'm going to live it for Him. I'm going to be certain of that. Where I may not be certain of anything else, I will be certain of that. Isaiah 55 says that my, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. But a reminder that sometimes when we go, why Lord? And if you've been there and I've done that too and I've said, Lord, why? This doesn't make sense, I don't understand I've learned in life that there are probably three things we need to take when we're facing a difficult situation or something that's perplexing, something we're not sure about, trying to understand what do you need to do here. And, and so what you am going to take with you is this. Uh, it's on the, uh, slide five, I think it's the next slide or so, and it says this, wisdom. Often I've just said, Lord, show me your mind in this. Help me to understand what are you showing me. What is your sovereign purpose in this situation right now? I don't understand. So when you're going through something, I find that uh, what I'll try and do is, is if, I, if I'm talking with someone, is just to help them ask for wisdom and say, what, is, "What do you think God might be wanting to say to you in this situation? What is God trying to maybe reveal to you or show you that we maybe are not really certain on? What is it when He wants to say?" The next one I call Window, which is really about the perspective of everything that's going on right now, I need the wisdom, but now I need to understand this understanding of, of why. Why? How, you are God, you are big, you're an awesome God. And there's a sense really about the purpose of God in this and the opportunity and perspective of God, what is this for? And we know this because we read the Psalms, and this is the battle. They were battling for wisdom. They were battling for this window of, of in the midst of all this, help me to see what you see. Not only to have wisdom, but what are you seeing? What are you showing? What are you saying? And that helps as well. Sometimes because I don't have the answers for people when there's tragedy and there's hardship, In situations of of great despair and brokenness, I don't have the answers. But sometimes I use this just as a guide to help them think about what do you think is God saying in the midst of this and, and maybe we just don't know right now and that's okay. And the last one is witness. This is an attitude of faith beyond momentary delight for the eternal glory that God deserves as we rely on his promises. So as we read just before, we heard that if we're going to consider hard times and difficult times, see, friends, you need to understand something. The Bible is never written for you and I to escape this world. Some Christians believe that. And there's a sense that this Bible has been written so I can escape my reality. No, that's that—that's a weird thinking. That's not biblical thinking. God doesn't want us to escape our world and our reality. He wants us to live in it, but, but with him, with his strength and his word and his uh, presence. And this is what Paul was saying. So Paul's putting together all the, the hardship of his life and there was really not too many good times you could read about Paul's life and say, wow, that's exciting. He was sold out. He lived for Jesus. He was, uh, nothing was going to hold him back. And in fact, he was imprisoned. And three occasions that we know, it's thought there were many more. He planted churches. He went on three mission trips. And when we talk about mission trips, not like the mission trips that we might do for a few weeks. Some of these went for months, if not years, and uh, set the kingdom of God in a a great momentous move. And you can read that again in the book of Acts. The Acts of the Holy Spirit through this individual and through God's people. In the Amplified, it says we are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. We're pursued. Now, when Paul is saying pursued, you need to understand something. There were people who put a bounty on Paul's life. In fact, 40 people at one particular point made a pact that they will not eat anything until Paul is dead. That's how angry they were. That's how upset they were. As I said, we are going to pact together. Okay, we're going to be blood brothers in this. And we're not going to eat until he's dead. And that was the commitment they made. So so you can see why Paul, when Paul's r- r- sharing this, this, this sentiment and this, this understanding of, of, his, of his life, we are, we are pursued, persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted, it means to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but we are never struck out or destroyed. So you can see in this next chart here, Paul is helping us to understand some of the things that do happen in life. And sometimes this may just help a little bit to get a sense of what God may be saying and doing in our lives and our seasons. And we'd be best to be reminded of them from time to time. We understand that that all of our lives are shaped by certain experiences. So number one, we read that Paul says, pressure will not defeat me. He says that in verse 8a. We are hard pressed but not crushed. These 40 men attempted to kill Paul and there was another occasion as well. So Paul was feeling very stressed. We read of Paul thinking, oh, it was just a lovely day. It was a lovely season, a lovely life. But he knew that he had one thing and one thing to do and that was to live for Jesus. And this whole chapter really speaks about that. It starts in verse one about don't give up. Don't, Don't lose your way. Because we are, we are urban vessels, but we carry something very, very special. We carry God's presence. He said, just remember that. So it's not, it's not the vessel itself that is valuable. He says, it's the treasure inside the vessel that ultimately is special. That should be our focus. Number two, we read in verse 8b, it says, we are perplexed but not in despair. I've been many times in life been perplexed, really not sure what to do. Not sure how to understand what, what is God saying to me in this. I think we all feel it. I think, let's be honest, we don't know everything. We don't know, we don't have the wisdom of Solomon. The wisdom even greater of Solomon of Jesus uh, all times on, on call, ready to know what to do. And what does he say? Confusion. Will not discourage me. Sometimes the enemy will send send confusion. Maybe the circumstance itself will be confusing, but he said, "When we even don't know which way to turn, I will not be discouraged." Romans eight twenty six says, "We don't even know at times how to pray." We don't even know. There are times where I've been sitting with people, and the reason I, I brought this. The series that was laid on my heart was particularly because this year, I think even for us, we've been connected to six different sort of type funerals. Uh, just a bit over it, to be honest with you, <laughs> and the sadness of it. And of course, the last, the last funeral with Pauline really, really did break my heart. It broke our heart, and we just were just so surprised by it. And so I started to think about a series I was about to start, but I felt like the Lord said that there's some grief and there's mourning and and we need to look at that. We need to stop and we need to be set for what it is. At times churches mourn. They go through periods of of loss and hurt and pain. And I'm sorry if I'm bringing anything up that's a little little raw for you. But that's the reality of our, our world. And so while I had other messages, I really felt God had just wanted to encourage us as a church how to stay strong and how to stay positive under pressure, Uh, even in the midst of things that we can plan for or even predict, but the many things that we cannot and take us by surprise. Then we read in verse 9a, we are persecuted. And it means driven away by harassment, but not abandoned. Here Paul highlights that opposition will not deter me. I will keep going. I will stand true to that which the Lord has revealed. And then the fourth, we we read in verse 9b, we are struck down but not destroyed. We're wounded, like wounded in action. This is where it's taking that thought. Paul is saying, I'm wounded at times and I have the wounds and the marks to to bear that I'm a follower of Jesus. But I will make it over the finish line, Paul says. He could see the finish line. He said, hard hits will not destroy me. J.B. Phillips says, we are knocked down but not out. If you're feeling right now, maybe you've been knocked down, maybe just life in general and there's lots of other things that are going on that are really quite uncomfortable for you and quite pressurising, just remember this. That sometimes it feels like we get knocked down, but you're still breathing, you're not, you're not out. We have this treasure in jar clays to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us, that God is sovereign. What do you hope to carry today? What can you learn when we think of Paul's challenges and his life experience that he never hidden away and tried to present some glamorous, glorified life that this is what it looks like, where there'll be no pain, one of the things that happened over the years in the 80s and 90s were evangelists, and we love evangelists, but they would often do, a, do a, a rally call and they'd say, come give your life to Jesus. And some of them would say, and all your problems will go away, which is not true. So many of them thought by making a response that, that my life will turn and to be something completely different and, and I won't have to face those things maybe I've faced before, but that's not true. As I said, Christianity is not escapism. It's about living in the reality, living in the, in the personal relationship that Jesus has offered and provides for us to live, that he can live in us. Often I think of, of the trials and situations and press times, pressure times. They are to mould us and to make mature us and that we do look like Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 4, it says, Therefore... Since we have this ministry, just as we've received mercy from God, granting us salvation, opportunities and blessings, we do not get discouraged nor lose our motivation. And like Paul, we're each called to rest and trust in Jesus and to find our calling and our purpose in Him. We find the courage to face situations when they come and to be all that Jesus has called us to be. In Philippians 3, Paul speaks to them about the close, about the glory of knowing Jesus. It's like, oh my, I know him and the power of his resurrection. And we should want to know that. We want to know him and we want to know the power of his resurrection. But many of us will stop there but it reads on, and the fellowship of his suffering. Friend, to be a, a true follower of Jesus is not about all the glitz and glamour and the gold. It's about hard days and hard yards. And that's the reality of it. And to win this generation is not with the promise that everything will be perfect and right and, and you'll never have a problem again. Or No, the reality is that these things are going to be the case. So many long to know the power of his resurrection but want nothing to do with the fellowship of his suffering or being conformed to his death. However, there are certain fragrances, friends, that God can only release through a broken vessel. So Paul rejoiced in knowing both the suffering but also the glory. He knew these two were connected. As we've heard the things that are seen don't last forever but the things that are not seen are eternal and that is why we keep our minds on the things that cannot be seen. Will you just close your eyes please for a moment. Lord we're learning today that in the reality of what the world is, the reality of what life is, that we thank you that we have you, thankful for you. Thank you for saving us, but not just to, for a sense of escape and to rejoice in that moment, but Lord, that you would help us to reach out to others and to reach this world And some of the ways that we'll reach the Lord is through our pain and through our pressure and our hardships and those things that don't make a lot of sense and yet we realise that people are watching and then in some way we can be a a fragrance offering for you. So help us Lord to be the people that you called us to live, to know and to be. As Paul said, Paul said, oh, my life is being poured out like a drink offering. And Paul took it as a, as a statement of, of acclaim and praise. Not as something to be shunned. So Father, help us today. We pray in Jesus' name and for whoever it is, whatever situation, whatever need, whatever promise you're hanging out for, whatever tough situation, friend, you are facing right now, know that Jesus is for you. And like what Paul said, don't quit. Don't give up. Stay the course. He said we will never give up and we will not lose heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's a couple of questions for you. What is your response to experiencing pressure in your own life? How have you adapted to staying positive under pressure? What has helped you to stay positive during stressful times and moments? What's kept you going? Have you just got through? Where have you been encouraged to persevere and be courageous in the situation that's before you? What are some of the things that you can do different now as you apply the truth of God's word? Staying positive, staying strong under pressure. And I pray that as Paul gives us these insights, I pray that we can also take them to heart as well. And remember the situation, whatever it is you're facing, I think the key is the wisdom, the window and the witness. And remember this ultimately, that whatever we're doing is, is to give glory to Jesus. And if we can do that, and I've seen people do this and you have, and I've seen people go through horrific situations and I've looked at them and my faith has grown because of their example and their faith in Jesus and everything was getting thrown at them. And maybe when you, Again, stuff right at you, and that you keep going and you keep stepping forward. Imagine what encouragement that could bring to someone else. And as we do that together, we encourage and we stir each other's faith up. God bless you. Amen.